Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. everybody, this is Chris Nowoski. Welcome back to another episode of the TKR Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Craig Epstein. Craig, how's it going today? It's going pretty good, pretty good. A little, uh, a little tired from staying up a little later than I thought I was going to last night. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you want to get, get started talking about it? Sure, sure. So obviously, uh, last night, Rutgers lost uh, down at Welsh Ryan Arena. In Evanston, Illinois, up or I should say up and up and up in Illinois. Uh anyway, uh 79, 78 in overtime. Uh Rutgers got down by 24 points. Uh they made a comeback. Uh, you know, really it was the Paul McKay show. He did he did everything that he could to kind of will Rutgers to to win there. Um, they fell just short. Um, another loss in the resume, another Q2, you know, game that Rutgers could have had. Um, kind of similar to Minnesota a little bit uh, in terms of it was there for the taking. Uh, but, you know, along those lines, Craig, man, what do you see from the game? Well, I'll leave this up to you. Should we start with the good, the bad, or the ugly? That's a good point. I guess I know what let's rip the bandit off. Let's start, let's start with the bad here. Okay, let's start with the bad. So <laughs> Rutgers, I mean, once again, just another – we called it the last game, another sl- – I mean, call it, but we said another slow start could do mm-hmm. Rutgers, and that's exactly what happened. You get off to a slow start. They trailed 43-25 at halftime, just bad play. And next thing, and although they, they, yeah, like we said, they were down by as much as 24 in the second half, they were able to come back. But it just it just makes you think if Rutgers was able to get to a hotter start, if, you know, you don't fall behind by, if you don't spot a team a double-digit lead and have to spend basically the rest of the game, trying to dig out of that hole, like it could have been so much different. If Rutgers could have, if Rutgers could have played the first half, like they played that second half, chances are we'd be talking about a Rutgers win right now, but instead they just come out very cold. And once again, it just leads to another loss. And this is something that's really plagued them for, for a while now. Yeah. I think it's like really four games in a row. They go off to really bad starts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it go, it, it goes even beyond that. I mean, the first game against Maryland, they were down the first half. Uh, Penn State, they got down by 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 good a good amount there too. So, and and Pico said last night, Steve Pico said last night that, um, you know, it, it's on him. But you know, obviously, nothing's changed, nothing's fixed. It's been going on for quite quite some time now, um, and it's, it's really doomed them. It's, it's kind of similar to what really has gone on all season long. I mean, they, you know, Rutgers dug you know dug itself into a hole by. Not playing well, you know, overall at the beginning of the season, having lost to Lafayette, DePaul, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just another another game that Rutgers, you know, got down. And, I mean, and Pico, Pico said he, he didn't like his defense in the first half. You know, obviously they didn't shoot the ball well, too. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, mean Northwestern, it's, it's, and it seems like Northwestern. Like, I made a comment to uh, somebody last night that um, it seems like the past couple of games, a lot of the three point shooters for their team are just wide open, and and they're knocking them down. So that's you know, obviously goes back to the defense that uh, Pikele isn't isn't happy about. Yeah, I mean, Northwestern is just too too good of a team to really to really fall behind like that and expect to win. I'm Pete Nant. I mean, Northwestern is not a great team, but they're, you know, they're good enough where if you mm-hmm. fall behind by 24 points, like chances are you're not going to win. I mean, it's all, it's a, it's really, it's really a miracle that they were able to get back into this game. I mean, a credit to them with their defense. I mean, great defense in the second half and they really came alive, but falling behind by 24 points and winning, it's just, it's not something that happens a lot. Yeah. So Pete, whether it's Pete, uh, you got Pete Nance, who's a good shooter, Boo Boo, he's a good shooter. It's like, you fall behind by that much to them. And it's just like, chances are you're not going to come back. And in this case, Rutgers did its best, but it fell short in the end. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, they didn't have any lead at all uh, in, in regulation. Um, mm-hmm. They tied the game with 1.9 seconds left. You know, Paul McGee had a nice driving dish to Cliff and Marie for a very quick dunk. I mean, I didn't really even see the ball, you know, kind of go through the hoop, <laughs> but uh, it was kind. Of, it was kind of similar to to the Suns, you know, playoff win against the Clippers, where <laughs> it, it just went in. I didn't know what happened. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then obviously Paul McKee, uh had a nice little, uh, you know, layup in the in the lane to go up 70 in overtime. But that was the only time they led. And obviously Northwestern came out with the win. Um, you know, Geo Baker had had zero points, over uh, seven shooting, over four from from three point land. Um, he had a costly turnover. Rutgers had a shot to to take the lead again in, in overtime and they gave the ball away. And obviously Northwestern was able to hang on. Um, that's just another, another thing right there where, you know, G, you know, if, if Geo Baker makes a bucket, you know, Rutgers wins, you know, it was only a one point margin at the very end. So um, yeah. What, you know, what do you see from Geo, you know, and uh, f- from last night's game? Oh, uh, when we, co- well, what comes to Geo, I mean, it's just probably like, I can't, it's probably one of his worst performances yeah. th- like ever. Like I can't think of a hard to think of a worse one than that. I mean, zero for seven, zero points. I mean, he was on the floor for thirty eight minutes and came away with zero points. I mean, mm-hmm. it's almost hard to fathom that you're on the floor for almost the entire, like almost the an entire game for almost forty minutes and you just came away with zero points. I mean, like you said, if he just scores one of them, Rutgers probably wins this game. Mm-hmm. But it's just everything, nothing was going in for Geo, and it was just and like you said, that costly turnover at the end. They were down, I mean, down by one point. I think it was like 30 seconds left in overtime. Mm-hmm. Who knows what that could have led to? It was just, just not a good pass that went through uh, Ron's hands. Yeah. And that's ultimately what led to the loss. So just, re- just a very bad performance from Gio for, uh, which is it's, it stinks because, you know, he had, he was playing, he was playing so well those last few games. I mean, he was really keeping this team alive mm-hmm. the last few games, but this one was just like, you take, you know, a couple steps forward and then you take a bunch of steps back in this one. For sure, yeah, yeah, it's, that's a good, it's a good way to put that. Um, I know, I know one thing that caught my eye, caught my eye also was how Caleb McConnell barely played in the second half. Um, he only played 17 minutes total. Um, I know Pico said basically he just he just thought that the guys he went with was you know gave Rutgers best chance to win. Um, you know, given Geo's struggles, you know, would you have maybe taken him out earlier and and maybe try you know try someone else? Well, I would say, like, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, Gio scored zero points, so everybody's going to say, you know, we should have taken Gio out. But at the same time, uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember what point 
uh, Peichel really kind of just stuck with Gio over with Caleb. Mm-hmm. But I would say that it was probably early when they were, you know, losing by 20 plus points. And when you're down by that much, that many points, you really need all your scores out there. And on paper, Gio is just a better score than Caleb. He can, you know, get his own shot much easier than Caleb. So I would say that uh, it's probably not the wrong move at at the time because you 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 need points. I mean, defensive defensive stops aren't going to do everything. You you really need to score, and Gio's the better score. So I could see why uh, I can see why Pykel stuck with Gio there. But at the same time, in uh, maybe in the overtime, as you go as you come down late in the game, when Gio has his zero points. Maybe you make the move, but the only thing is like, like, where are you going to like, where are you like, you, where are you going to go? It's like, right. you could go to Caleb, who's been sitting on the bench for the entire for pretty much, you know, a lot of the game, mm-hmm. or you could go to Jalen Miller. But at this point, in, at this point, do you really trust Jalen Miller, especially when you, at, especially when you really need, you know, a basket to win a game? Sure. So it's just, yeah, I, I could see both sides of it. And it's just tough to just a tough, just a tough way for Rutgers to, to go out. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, it seemed like I'm a lot mad. Got got a lot of minutes over over Caleb this time around. Uh, he had he had 22 minutes. Um, he was 0 for three from the field, uh, but he did have five rebounds and assists, and two points on two on two uh, foul shots. Which for some reason I don't remember that at all. But uh, he made <laughs> he made two foul shots. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean I don't know where else you would go. Obviously, you know Gio's more experienced. He's he's been there before. He's 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 lifted Rutgers to. To, to new heights and new and you know bit and, and big wins over his years. So uh, yeah, I mean I I agree with kind of with keeping Gio in there. Uh, he just he just had a bad game and he picked a bad a bad a bad time to have a to have a bad game. Yeah. I guess you know, well, he, yeah. you know Rutgers only need need a little bit from him and uh you know you know and they didn't get it. I mean it's kind of it's kind of interesting too because normally we talk about how you know you know Harper Harper and and, and Baker do all the scoring and. Um, Rutgers still scored 78 points and, you know, Ron only had 16, they had 16 points combined and they're all from Ron. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess, I guess we kind of switch gears a little bit, talk about the positives. Um, they, they obviously did make the 24 per comeback. They got into overtime. Uh, Paul McGee, was fantastic. Um, he had his best game, you know, as a, as a collegiate player at Rutgers, you know, a career high at 31 points. Um, he was, you know, crazy 10 for 13 from the field. Uh, he made two of three shots from, you know, th- on three pointers. Uh, he was also nine, nine, 11 from the foul line, seven assists, seven rebounds. Um, I mean, he was, he was fantastic. You know, Paul, I mean, uh, Steve Peckle said he was really spectacular. I mean, kind of, you know, was gritty and kind of willed Rutgers back to the comeback there. Um, yeah. He just, he just fell one, sh- you know, one point shy, kind of felt bad for him given how much he did. I mean, you kind of don't expect a game like that from okay given you know his style and everything but uh really really great game from him yeah i would say i mean credit to them in that second half they really flipped the switch there i mean down by 18 points and then just they kind of switched to a different it seemed like they switched to what a two three zone yeah, really switched zone, up yep. the defense really switched up the defense in northwestern and they just had really no answers for that it was really just so credit to them for that and i mean paul mulcahy was just he was a madman in that second half I mean, he scored, he's like you said, he scored 31 points. His previous career high was 15 and he surpassed that in the second half alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, un, that's just unbelievable. So credit to him. Uh, like you said, with that, uh, towards the end of the game, just an unbelievable, that, that passed the cliff to tie the, to tie the game mm-hmm. was just unbelievable. I mean, if Paul Mulcahy can play like that, you know, going forward, you know, he's, he's just such a dangerous player. He's got such great court vision. And if he can add just this type of scoring, he can really 
really take Rutgers to the next level. So I guess we'll, I guess we'll see, but you know, with this February slate coming up, it's going to be, it's going to be tough for Rutgers, but really, I mean, credit to Paul Mulcahy. I, that's the one part about this game that I like, I kind of, that's the shame is like Paul Mulcahy really, really played his heart out. He like, he really deserved this win, but I mean, Rutgers as a team only had, I think four people in total score. Mm-hmm. It was, it was Paul, uh, Cliff, Ron, oh no, five, five, Paul, yeah. Cliff, Ron, Dean, Dean, Dean Reaver had seven and then Mag, and yeah. Mag. Mm-hmm. That was it. And that's just like, you know, you need more, you need more than that to, to win. So I really just felt bad. I really just felt bad for Cliff, for Paul at the end there. Cause he really played his heart out and he, he really deserved this one. Yeah. And then if Rutgers plays like that in the second half, I mean, you saw how good of a team they can be, you know, if they get that third, fourth scores, I mean, they could be a dangerous team. And if they play defense the way they're capable, you know, they could be a good team. Uh, they just overall been very inconsistent this season. Uh, but yeah, uh, going going back to Cliff too. He had uh, 22 points, nine to 14 from the field. I feel like he had like eight dunks out of his nine shots. <laughs> um, you know, four for six from from the foul line, six boards. Um, he also had had a good game. Um, Harper had 16 points, uh, but he was only four or 14 from the field. Um, and another another thing I want to touch on was the uh, last second shot in overtime. Um, you know, you know, uh, Cliff, I mean, uh, Ron, Ron got the rebound and, uh, you know, went down the court, you know, pulled up. I mean, he, he was open, but uh, his shot was a little short and clanked off the rim and Northwestern was able to get the win. Um, you know, would you have, you know, done a- anything different there uh, in that situation? No, I think it was a pretty good, I mean, it's a pretty good look. I mean, I don't think they had, I don't think they had any timeouts left no, at that no. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think so. So at the, at the time, like, obviously you want to get the ball into uh, Paul's hands there because he's having such a good game. But I can remember seeing when Ron got the rebound and was going like Paul was trailing him. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like with time winding down, you don't like, do you really want to pass the ball to a guy who's mm-hmm. behind you? Plus, I mean, Ron, you know, he's, he's a clutch player. So I thought he had a good look. It just came up a little bit short. So I can't really, I can't really fault uh, them for that last uh, shot. Cause on paper, that's probably a shot that you would take most of the time. Sure. I mean, obviously, you know, Harper's there, the leading scorer on the team. Um, he did. He made a. He made the last second. You know, half court shot against Purdue. So, I mean, he's kind. He's kind of been there before. I mean, he was open. He got separation. Uh, maybe they had extra time for for a pass. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe you do want to get the ball into Mulcahy's hands, given you know maybe maybe he could drive and dish again. You know, s- similar to what he did at the end of the, end of the half. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, like I said, man, they had their chances there. There was a couple opportunities where the ball was getting tipped tipped around a bunch, and it just it just didn't go in the hoop. Yeah, that was um, unbelievable. So, I think it yeah. happened like twice. Where it's yeah, just... I think it was like two or two or two times at least. Yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, it, like yeah, if I mean, if one of goes, if one of those buckets goes in, you know, Rutgers wins. Also, yeah, I know. So, it went it went everywhere, but but down the but yeah. down the hoop. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it hit like every every side of the rim, every side of the backboard. It just, it just wasn't able. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> little little unlucky there, but um, bad you know bad loss for Rutgers. They had they had a chance to kind of help help right the ship a little bit. Um, but it was it was a good comeback by them nonetheless. Uh, just you know, ultimately didn't didn't you know have enough points at the end. But um, yeah, I mean, there were there were twenty two or twenty seven from the free throw line, which is which is very good. Uh, mm. That's one thing that was mentioned in the press conference last night. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, Rutgers right now. I mean, we're at the point of the season where it's the February that we've all talked about for weeks now. Uh, you know, we got five straight ranked teams. You know, I think the next eight are, you know, quad one teams. 
and then you got Penn State at the end of the season. So they got Michigan State on Saturday. Uh, I believe you said they're ranked 13th. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they have beaten Michigan State in the past. Um, but, I mean, it is at Jersey Mike's Arena, so maybe the fans help a little bit there. Um, but, uh, obviously, you can't you can't really bank on that. So, uh, you know, on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just hard to it's just hard to see it with it. Like we've been talking about for so long, it's brutal February site. It's just these were the type of wins that Rutgers needed to stockpile and really just give themselves that cushion. But now that they really kind of fumbled those last few games with this Maryland, Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, this one, it's just it's just hard to see Rutgers, you know, coming coming out of this February slate in one piece and making our making a run out of things because. They really, I mean, at this point, they're going to win. I, I, I don't like. It's hard to imagine them going getting to eleven conference wins with mm-hmm. that. I mean, they're going to need some help from obviously from the Big Ten tournament. But yeah. at this point, it, I, 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 I don't see it. I don't know if you see it any differently. No, I'm, I agree with you there. So you know, yeah, they're eleven and not. I mean, twelve and nine overall, six and five in the conference. Um, kind of the sweet spot that you know has been talked about is twelve conference wins. Um, but with the schedule coming up, you know, I, you, you just, it, it's hard, it's hard to see that. I mean, they got uh, Michigan state on Saturday then they got Ohio state then they have Wisconsin, then they have Illinois, then they have Purdue again and West Lafayette, which is, you know, a hard place to play. And then they got Michigan again on, on the road. I, don't know, I believe Rutgers hasn't, hasn't won there. Um, and they, and they just beat Michigan for the first time this season. So obviously yeah, they haven't won there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that game was at home. And then, then they have Wisconsin again. Um, the one game that probably they have a shot at is Indiana. They've, you know, played in, they've had Indiana's number over the past couple of games. Um, but it's hard to see anything really beyond that. Um, they have beaten Wisconsin before. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. You know, the big 10 is, 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 is a bear right now. I mean, it's, it's as far as their schedule goes and, you know, the, you know, the rest of the month. Yeah. I mean, for all the talk that everyone did at preseason about getting back to NCAA tournament, and you know, doing more damage than they did last year. Um, I don't even think NIT is 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 realistic at this point. Yeah, so. I was just gonna say, like, if this if this doesn't if this February slate doesn't go well, I I don't even know if they're gonna get a call to the NIT. Sure. I mean, with with, with those early season losses to you know Lafayette, UMass. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just it's tough to see even NIT being in their future. So yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, if if that's that's what this if that's how the season ends, it really is a disappointing disappointing way to go for sure for sure especially you know baker baker comes back Har harper comes back this season um and then next year who i mean they're gonna look a lot different next season without those guys there uh maybe maybe mcconnell he's technically has another year um for the for the covid year but yeah we'll see i mean if they can get if they can somehow get above five stay above 500 maybe they get you know they get to go to the postseason somewhere uh but at this point it doesn't look likely and uh Pretty, it's pretty much it, Craig. Craig, but, you have anything else? But, uh, but you never know. <laughs> you, know you never know. I, mean, yeah, I guess that's why you play the game. So, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe they play like they did in the second half against Northwestern the rest of the way, and Rutgers goes on a little run. But it's just hard to see it at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, with that being said, thank thank you all for watching, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.